Hello there, welcome to the very first inaugural podcast episode of After Aliyah. My name is Daniel Rosell. I am currently the person whose name is uh, splashed up there everywhere on the website. Hopefully that's going to change. It is the definite intention that there will be more contributors uh, than me to this website, but there, there also will hopefully be a podcast. So that was, uh, you know, something that it, it's kind of clear to me that if this is going to be, this is going to be a blog essentially, but if it is going to be a blog, it doesn't seem sensible to have a discussion of post-Alia in this day and age without there also being a podcast, without there also being some video content. So there is a YouTube channel. You can find it by Googling after Alia, and this is indeed the podcast. You can find this podcast if you're picking it up through a podcatcher. I'm going to be putting the clips uh, in, into the website, embedding those clips in the website. Uh, it'll also be, it's an anchor podcast, so that means it's going to be anchor.fm slash after Alia. Very easy. Thankfully, no one took that uh, URL. And then it's going to go out from Anchor to, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the usual, uh, you know, the usual, the usual places where one finds podcasts these days. So um, what I wanted to do, recording this as I am just a few days before uh, Purim, uh, well, in Jerusalem, I'm, I'm, I am recording this in, in the wonderful city of Yerushalayim, Jerusalem. Um, a few days before Purim. Purim is, of course, in Jerusalem, Purim Shushan. So that's going to be on Saturday night and the government has announced a lockdown. So it's going to be yet another weird Purim. Uh, because last Purim was kind of the... Last Purim was the last day I can recall that felt anywhere like a normal day. And I say this because I was kind of an early pandemic scared person. I have asthma and I was very very worried about it for that reason and i remember even purim i was like it took me a bit of convincing and by convincing i mean uh, getting into purim spirits and drinking a can of beer before i even left the house i was i didn't go out on purim evening and then on purim day i was like just barely convinced to to go out because i was really apprehensive about the whole thing uh but it was kind of like a normal purim went to megillah reading um uh, the very talented uh, Cerulee Raps, who you should check him out on YouTube. He does a um, he does a Daf Yomi, uh, American guy living in Achla Oat. So he read the he read the Megillah if I if I remember that uh, that Purim last year uh, correctly, and that was kind of a normal day to an extent. Um, and yeah, and it's been kind of just a year of more or less lockdowns ever since. So in any event, what I wanted to do here uh, in today's in today's podcast is to basically just explain because, you know, I've put up this website a few days ago, posted it to some Facebook groups. So people are probably wondering, what is this? Why do we need it? Etc. Um, so the first thing to say anyway is that this isn't a uh, profit-making initiative, at least from my perspective, and at least at the at the present time it's just something i'm doing for fun including speaking into this podcast into this uh, microphone at 2 15 a.m um so it's just i so i've been writing these blogs about israel for a while so okay i mean let me let me just roll 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 way back so i moved to israel uh five to six years ago i do not give a specific time more specific than that um i'm originally from ireland so i'm one of the few relatively few olim uh, that uh, that came from ireland that are living here in in israel 
and I work as a writer, so freelance writing, technology. I try not to, I try not to get into it when I'm speaking to people about non-work stuff because it just gets complicated to explain exactly the type of writing and for who I do it. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm a freelance freelance writer even though I don't uh I don't typically use the word freelancer for branding branding purposes, but uh in common parlance that is that is roughly what I do and yeah, I start. I've just been writing these blog posts about Israel for a while now because uh, it's something I'm passionate about, and I think really what I'm passionate about is post Aliyah, so retaining people in Israel. Now, uh, there's you know there's so much discussion in the Jewish world, uh, in the in the Zionist world about pre Aliyah, about bringing people here. You know, Nefesh Benefesh do a tremendous job. Um, the Jewish agency being the official partner and there's less focus or there traditionally has been or there traditionally has been on post Aliyah. So when I started writing these blogs, I'll give you an example of something I wrote. So I was I was sitting here about this time last year during the pandemic and I the only the only only reason I needed to leave the house and uh, you could call me something of a prepper. So my, my prepping my prepping uh, became a stroke of genius when the lockdown happened. I said, aha, you see, you see, it can happen. So I was sitting here very happily with my massive bag of chickpeas and my massive bag of rice, very content. And then I realized, oh, wait, I need to take medicine because besides besides being a prepper, I'm an infirm prepper. I have asthma. So I said, this is a problem. I don't want to go to Super Farm. But I figured the Super Farm had just launched this like online interface. It was pretty new at the time. And you could log in with your Kupat Cholim and order your medications and get them to the door. And I was like, this is amazing. This is incredible. Fantastic. That this, you know, this is the way to do it. This is, this is brilliant. So then I kind of thought to myself, well... You know, there's a lot of people, if you look at the Facebook groups in the English world, Secret Jerusalem, what have you, there's a, lot, there's a lot of older people commenting there. And there's a lot of not so technically inclined people commenting there. And they're not, gonna, they're not going to know how to do it, but I'm, I'm like technical, pretty much. And it's easy for me to record a little screencast and I'll take them through the steps and I'll write a little blog and I'll take some screenshots and... This way, if even someone who is clueless about technology can watch this video and figure it out, whether it's your 70-year-old grandmother or, you know, your 40-year-old guy who you think is going to be computer savvy but actually doesn't know how to turn on his modem. So that was uh, the impetus. And it, it's funny because, you know, people sometimes ask, why do you post these blogs uh, on Medium and elsewhere on the Internet? And for me, writing is, is, is kind of what I'm passionate about. It's, it's more than a passion. It's like for me, kind of, sometimes it's like a form of therapy. It's like processing life, essentially, through writing. But this, this writing about Israel is just purely, I think someone might benefit from this. So I'm going to take the five minutes and write about it, essentially. And if even two people view it, it was worth doing. So anyway, so that was my first blog or one of the first ones along this kind of line. Put that up on Medium, created a Medium publication called Living in Israel. Um, and then it's it's kind of always been on my radar that I wanted to start a 
proper post Aliyah information site. Now, there is obviously Kipo Olim in Israel. Um, I spoke to Liami, the, the founder of that organization, last night. Uh, struck me as a very, very nice guy, very passionate um, about what his organization is doing. So I'm, aw- I'm aware that they're out there and what they're doing. Um, I'm aware of Nefesh Benefesh. I'm aware of Aliyah blogs. So I was actually predicting more negativity from people being like, why are you doing this? There's already people doing this, but it hasn't really come so far. And I have been getting like emails and Facebooks and various forms of communication. And I've just been like, I've actually had immense trouble sleeping the last few nights because I've been honestly so invigorated by the positivity from people. It's been the openness um, from the Aliyah community, from the people involved in that. I spoke yesterday to a guy called josh wander who has this podcast that you know advocates bringing all the all the jews back to israel i spoke to i spoke to like a bunch of people the ami last night and everybody's been incredibly supportive and uh, yeah i've just been like because you know the this lockdown has been so uh lonely and isolating and depressing at times uh to be to be honest and to just suddenly see this like outpouring of support for like this little initiative of putting a blog on the internet was truly truly uh inspiring and energizing literally energizing insomnia inducing uh so that's that's been the last few days uh of my life essentially so what does this what what do i want to do with this website um so the gap i see in the in the kind of english language picture as we have it at the moment is that there's some really good post alia stuff being put out but let's if we look at nefesh benefesh their remit as i understand it is bringing people to israel it's kind of if you think about them as a marketing organization that's their that's their messaging they want to pull people so i think even their kind of post alias stuff is not necessarily reflective of what's really going on in israel like the real experiences that actual olim um are having here i don't think it's reflective I don't want to get hung up on the challenges because I've written a ton of stuff on the internet about the challenges of life in Israel, the cost of living being absurd, rents in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv being absurd, um, you know, whole issue. So I don't want the site to be, it's weird because something I've been feeling a lot recently is that the middle ground in the conversation in post-Aliyah I feel like it's totally missing. What I mean by that is, on the one hand, you have, you know, everything is perfect in Israel. And I do think, I've also written a blog about this, that there is an unfortunate culture of silencing. Uh, I find it particularly among older Olim, people that came here and they're now like 40 and 50, the baby boomers. Um, and they, you know, when you when we, there's, I feel like there's a lot of people, it, it, it took a lot for me. I posted this, this, this thread in Living Financially Smarter in Israel a few months ago. And maybe this was a dumb thing to post. I accept that it may have been. I posted that I made last year, on average, 16,000 shekels per month. That was like my gross income. And bear in mind that I'm, that I'm a Atzmai, a freelancer. And... Uh, you know, looking back to my bank account, I'm not too sure exactly where all the money went because it, I didn't take a vacation last year. I didn't really go out. There wasn't anywhere to go out to. It was pretty much just 
sitting at home for the most part. And sixteen thousand. Uh, he- here I was a little, a little freelance writer thinking I'm rolling into big books, and it didn't. It didn't really go that far. So I started this thread, and I was like, guys, what's like, what's up? Um, what's up that fifteen thousand shekels a month does not cut it in Israel? Like, what is that about? How much? How much you need to make? And I want to. I want to actually give a shout out to a uh, friend acquaintance of mine I'd say more more acquaintance I have a weird definition of friends that means someone I'm like very close to and I see uh, I meet in person once a week so please don't take offense to this uh, her name is Julia and she was the first person to actually say she she pegged it at 30,000 shackles which is a lot of money it's a big salary from my perspective but that was all I was asking I was like guys what do you think what do people think is a middle-class salary in Israel. Anyway, the point of this anecdote is that I believe those kind of honest conversations that aren't, we're not trying to put Israel on a pedestal and make it look wonderful and pretend, and that's that's really what I think a lot of is, this is, a lot of people are pretending that we're not struggling. And when people break through with transparency and authenticity and share those stories, and I've seen like three or four threads, uh, you know, in the last um, a few months on that group, or people basically did kind of share this openly and it's just such a breath of fresh air to read this. I hate the negativity when people say, and this does happen, as I said, that like, oh, I had this experience, so your experience can't be, it can't be that you're struggling. You can make it. And I think, anyway, I I don't want to go on a massive rant here, but basically my idea with this whole website is that Let's have discussions about life in Israel. Honest discussions. It doesn't have to be positive. It doesn't have to be negative. There's room for both discussing opportunities and challenges. One thing I, uh, that I will talk about before I wrap up this episode is I did create today a anonymous uh, drop box for, for dropping files and whatnot. So anybody that knows me well probably knows about my dalliance with the world of uh anonymous usage of the internet and i think it's important so i just want to talk briefly about you know the the purpose here and why i think this would be useful i don't i don't want it to be that people are going if anybody ever actually goes on this website and it becomes a active blog to the and that's kind of really the extent of of what i envision at the moment but if it could be translated to different languages getting a ton of information that would be incredible um but if that were to happen then i can see there there, there being reasons why people would uh want to share stuff anonymously whether that's the salary they're making and they don't want to just you know put their byline on, on the website and their employer is going to see it so that's basically in a nutshell what that's about it's not really it's not intended for like whistleblowing and that kind of stuff it's really just there for if people have anonymous stories i will say that i i try to keep i'm trying to keep uh lashon hara the 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 mitzvah of not speaking lashon hara which anybody uh religious will kind of understand what that means so i don't want the site to be about disseminating uh rumors and gossip so anyway that's just roughly what the parameters of the anonymous stuff is about and i think that's enough to uh to to introduce this project hopefully there will be a an a uh and you know an interview an, an interview an introduction the next time i'm about to go on to fiverr and order a nice little intro 
But until that happens, uh, thank you for listening to the first podcast. Just to just to conclude, actually, there is if you go on to afteraliad.com, it's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, it's on LinkedIn, it is on Twitter, Twitter after Aliyah, Facebook after Aliyah, LinkedIn type in after Aliyah. Instagram, I may or may not put any effort into because I just don't like Instagram is the truth. Um, but that's where you can find it and also on YouTube. And if you do want to write for the website, now currently there is no budget. And as a writer, I feel really, really awkward about asking anybody to write for free because it's such a, you know, it's it's such a, it's such a sore point uh, for writers. So that being said, if your heart does does motivate you to uh, contribute content even content marketing stuff is fine just so long as there is independent value for people reading the website then there's a write for us form that you can click click and fill out your credentials and and uh, we can discuss Uh, but the kind of contributors we're looking for it's really just to fit in with that vision of the website not here's are my thoughts about the Parsha not here's why i love israel uh actually i take that back that could be okay why israel is right in the media is not hasbara it's it's not that kind of a platform it's for very pragmatic matters about living in israel how can we make it work here financially uh socially um the army you know and all all facets of life that's that's the idea not externally focused not even not not even focused on pre-Aliyah and bringing people here. It's all about post-Aliyah, the people that are living here, the Olim, how to make a living here. Okay, that's about enough. Uh, you can also reach me through the website. There's a contact form there. And thank you for listening and until next time.